Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Chris, we're down here on the beach. It's Saturday, gorgeous morning. Uh, not quite as early as normal. Had a few things on today, but we're here. And uh, sun's already been up for a little while. Place is full of people surfing and running, doing yoga. It's just fabulous. So today's podcast is based on feedback from the 30-day challenge. Day 14 in 30-day challenge begins what's called the vision quest. And to a person, there is a, a claim that it's the hardest part of the whole 30 days, not cracking open the eggshell of belief or identity, not hard uh, a, a transformation of body awareness, not decluttering and buying Victoria's Secret undies, and I'm just not sure which ones the, the women buy. Um, not working out what your values are, and how they compare to your partner. And the hardest part is the vision quest. And the piece of the vision quest that's hardest is the dream board. So I thought I'd do a little conversation as I walk along the beach this morning about dream boards. Without any shadow of doubt, I have no doubt in my mind that the lack of a dream board. Yeah, just attention to the guys right in the fiberglass surfboard down there. You've got to come back to shore and head down the southern end of the beach. This end's only foam board. When we got the two sets of flags up. <laughs> Sorry so about the background noise. Right the fiberglass surfboard down there. There's at least three or four of you. Come back to shore or paddle down the southern end. You've got to go past those flags. So there you go. Now you know what to do on Bondi Beach. So the dream board is sing the single most important, without any we'll shadow of doubt, of personal development. Us, it's a little unfortunate we've got ourselves in amongst the Bondi lifeguards, but they're doing their job. So why? Well, when we talk about the pyramid of consciousness, at the very top is love to. I do what I love and I love what I do. But if you really go to a place of higher consciousness, unconditional love, you won't want anything. You'll be just happy with what you've got because nothing's ever missing, just changes in form. You're inspired, you're enlightened. If you go to Gotu, then you'll be so polarized, you'll be stressed like a monkey, jumping around looking for bananas, scratching your balls or whatever, your bum, let's say, make it androgynous. You're scratching your bum and throwing poo at spectators, hoping for a, a morsel of uh, relief from a spectator throwing peanuts for you. So the Gotu is really monkey brain. And it's where a lot of people do their, plan their future from. I've got to get away from this and I've got to get towards that. I've got to get over here. I've got to get this thing. I've got to get this. I've got to get that because they're trying to please other people. So that's nothing wrong with that. That's a, at least it's a level of motive. The problem with it is it's incredibly stressful and it's incredibly dissonant because the further down the consciousness cone you go, 
the more the outer voices are at play. Now, what are the outer voices as opposed to the inner voice? Well, the outer voices are the voice of your body, your physical body. It's the voice of your mind, your emotions, your feelings, your stories. The outer voices are the voices of others, their opinions, what they want, what they don't want. And sometimes the outer voices are the voices of your intelligence, which is stuff you've learned, religious paradoxes and what have you, books you've read, Eckhart Tolle and all the rest of the garbage that's out there, the, the binary world. And when you build the future on the binary world, everything below want to on the consciousness cone, you build the same old, same old. You use the same body, the same intellect, the same knowledge, the same battle scars, the same uh, inheritance that you got born into this world with. You use the same old, same old to create what looks like a, a, a dream board or a dream. But really, all you've done is created the same as what you've got uh, at the same volume of what you've got in a different form. In other words, really, there's no expansion. So you run around, as it's called in Krishnamurti's work, decorating the prison cell of your own life. Your mind, your body, your intellect, your emotions. That's not a dream board. That's a same old, same old, more of the same, just make it better. Now, there's nothing uh, untoward about that as long as you, you use it as a metaphor and say, well, if I was cooking the perfect dinner tonight on the stove and it was a curry and I kept stirring the curry and heating it and stirring it and heating it and stirring it and heating it, trying to make it better, stirring the heating, the same old curry in the same old pot with the same old ingredients, with the same old stuff, at some point the curry is going to soil, it's going to, the flavour is going to die out of it, then you might say, I'm not going to do that anymore, I'm just going to leave it alone and I'm just going to eat McDonald's and do what other people think and I'm going to be that person, so I'm going to stop stirring the curry. But then the curry starts to look a little bit gooky, so you want to go back and stir it again. And you're in and out of motivation to do any work on yourself, in and out of any motivation to work. Same old, same old. And that's what's called a person in a prison cell of their own creation. They're listening to what they feel, listening to what they think, listening to what they say, listening to what others' opinions are, listening to their own opinions, following their body, which seeks pleasure, avoids pain, hasn't got a choice, and following their mind, which wants to be right all the time. And therefore, if it doesn't feel right, follow someone else's mind to be right. When, in fact, there's no right without a wrong and no pleasure without a pain. So it's actually sort of chasing its tail a little bit. This is the cause of massive stress, massive dissonance and massive confusion. Now, the want-to level of the consciousness cone is called the human heart. It's not what's called spiritually, highly consciously evolved. What it is, is the neutral space where you say, I want. Maslow called it self-actualized. The highest level of his pyramid is the human heart, the self-actualized. 
the trouble is every answer you give, you, you ask of a self-actualized person comes from their wound, comes from their body, comes from their mind, comes from their intellect and comes from what they've learned. So Maslow was very much addicted to, and those people who sell Maslow in their corporate hierarchy uh, structures and human development do not want you to question the Bible or the Quran or the Buddhist text or something. They want you to say the highest level you can get to is to say, what do I want? And, what, and the I that is answering the question is what's called what we call the lower mind. The got to, should and need to levels of thought, the body, the mind and the controller of the body mind which is opinions or intellect which for most people is a religious or a moral or a code of ethics and understandably so because there's that's called organized religion and organized cultures and organization but when you do your vision quest and you do a dream board i want you to imagine this imagine that there is a higher voice that's not inside your body it belongs to something bigger than you and for most people that's really confronting to say what voice where is it how do i control it who do i know is it a person is it not and the answer is it's not a person it's not a thing it's an entity bigger than you it's the called the unknown the infinity the universe nature in order to speak to that voice or have that voice speak to you you've got to hold your hand out and let the feather drop into it let the, let, the, let the voice drop into your hand rather than reach out and try to grab it and say, what do I want? And so there is a time of day where that voice speaks really clearly and that is halfway between waking up and thinking about the day ahead. So that halfway space between waking up and thinking, what is, it, what is the day ahead? Where you're a bit dopey, where you haven't woken up with an alarm, you've woken up with a, a, a Philips uh, moonlight which comes on slowly and allows you to choose the biorhythm you're at when you actually exit sleep this place is really really important to not disrupt but to be in a state of uh, reception that's why I really advocate for couples uh, families is to have a period a very short period of silence when you wake from sleep before sunrise have a short period of silence where you just lie still, maybe cuddle each other or you get out of bed, you don't do anything, you don't play with each other, you don't, uh, don't you just lie still and just let, it, uh, just trust that in that space of emptiness, knowledge is being handed to you that you may not realize has been handed to you till later on in the day. So a dream board comes from the higher place, not from the lower. It's not more of and this is what I already want and therefore I really want it more. This is what I've already got and I want more of what I've already got. That is the lower mind speaking within the framework of the body and its natural uh, structure of, of the human nature of the body is to seek pleasure, avoid pain. And the mind is to be right without wrong. It's called the ego. And the intellect is uh, borrowing knowledge to make life safe. So it borrows from a from a good book or a religious book or some sort of um, author and to make life safe. So that's, that's all understandable. That's all that needs to be there. But that's not where a vision comes from. So the reason I called this podcast Puff the Magic Dragon is that in Tibet, 
and Bhutan, there is a belief. And it, if you look it up on Google, it's called the, the, the Tiger Temple. There is a belief that a tiger threw, flew through the air, landed on a clifftop, and built onto the side of cliff a temple. Now, you might say, because you're a Western, bullshit, that's a, a Walt Disney cartoon. But in the 80s, the temple burnt down. Electrical, there was electrical fire and, and it burnt. And they, the United Nations declared it a uh, national uh, 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 world heritage site. And so they funded the rebuilding, but they couldn't rebuild it. With all the modern technologies and helicopters and skyhooks and cranes and all the technology, they could not work out how to rebuild the thing the way it was built in the first place, so they had to change it. So the Bhutanese people, if you question this myth, will firstly laugh at you for being so horribly stuck in your lower mind that all you can think of is materialization and what do you got and how do you get more of it. They'll be so sad for you. And secondly, they'll be incredibly inquisitive as to how you would think it got there in the first place. And the answer is you, you can't work it out. Uh, same as the Egyptian pyramids. They, they, they still say with modern technology they couldn't build the things. So there are mythological stories and, and these mythological stories give us access to something that's really important and that is when you do a vision and you do a dream board, which means cut out pictures, not from what you go search for on the internet, but cut out pictures from magazines that jump at you, and you do a dream board, if that magic dragon flew through the air and looked at your dream board, would it know what your dreams are? Or would it look down and go, well, I'm watching you and watching your behavior, and I'm watching the board. I, 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 I think you've already got what you want. It's just in a different form. Uh, and therefore jump back on the, on the magic carpet and fly back to Tibet. Would your dream board represent really enough information to say to the magic dragon, I will manifest for you what you've asked for? Is it, uh, is it something completely, and that's why we ask the question, if I couldn't fail, what would I love to be, do and have? And hold your hands out, palm upwards, and, and just let the universe or your soul or, or whatever it is that you uh, can visualize as being a, a power out of your control and higher than yourself, you ask it to send it to you. And then you cut out pictures and you go, well, this represents sort of what I heard. The reason we do it in a be, do, have sequence on a dream board as well is that it's really important for the magic dragon to be able to look at this thing and say, uh, what are the things you want to feel? I'll give you the feeling which is the, the B, what are the things you want to actually physically engage in, which will give you the behavior, and what are the results, the, the rewards and the, 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 the accomplishments, how, will I, how do I know what to give you as, a, as the measure, because there's a thousand different ways to reward you for feeling and doing. And the having part of it is, is really where, you, where it comes down to saying, so, so I need to know what you want to have. And if that's a million dollars cash, you better just draw a picture of a million dollars cash on your dream board. And the B do have, and there's seven areas of life. And the question I will say is, look, 
there's a picture of you on the beach, and there's a picture of you in an office, and there's a picture of you on a horse. What do what these represent hierarchically? Which, where is, what is your dominant thing, and what is your least dominant, and, and how do I make everything go from the most important to the least important, but not exclude anything? These are really important, uh, let's say, checklists to go through for yourself. If the magic dragon flew into the room, couldn't speak English, can't read your mind, what would it see? And your dream board, by the way, is not limited to a board with pictures on it. It it's includes your desk, it includes your underpants, it includes the pictures on the walls, it includes the way you speak. Now, the dragon can't speak English, it can't read your mind, it can only see pictures, it can only see behaviours, it can only do that, but it can do one other thing, and that is read. And so if you decide that what you've drawn needs to be explained, and that needs to be explained in, in uh, typing, in details, then there's a good place to go. My colleague, uh, back in the days before uh, we travelled pre predominantly with safe computers, my colleague had two lever arch folders always in his possession in his briefcase on the aeroplane with his dreams typed out thousands and thousands and thousands of printed a4 sheets double-sided small print of stories describing what he had received from his higher self so the process of manifestation it eludes many people because they're confused between whether they want to be rewarded materially or emotionally. They're confused as to whether they want to be on the beach or at work all at the same time. They're confused between how they want to feel and what they want to do. And they don't split it all up into be, do, have. They don't split it up into seven areas of life. And they don't hierarchic it so that it's got a, priority, a central theme around which everything can be built. And then behaviour becomes complicated if that's not built. Because when behaviour becomes complicated, we're at work wanting to be at the beach, we're at the beach wanting to be uh, uh, wealthier, we're at home wanting to be at... Uh, 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 when we get COVID, everyone goes, I want to have kids and I want to have a home with lots of kids in it. And they get it. And COVID gives them everything they dream of. Gives them a home, gives them the kids, and they go, I'm so stressed. I don't want to be with my kids. I want them to go back to school so that someone else babysits them. You go, well, make up your fucking mind, for God's sakes. Do you want kids and a home and, and be uh, a loving parent? Or do you fucking want school teachers to do it for you so that you only have to do it for half an hour a day and you don't get grumpy? What the fuck is going on with people saying, oh, it's really stressful to live around my own kids for a couple of months? Oh, maybe it's because two people, husband and wife, mother and father, are not collaborative on what's good for the kids. They're worried about what's good for themselves. Oh, maybe that, that's the confusion here. I don't know. But if I, was the, if I was the magic dragon, and I pretend I am, because I do believe that what a person puts on a dream board and puts in front of us, and we share it in a coaching session, we go through it, I do believe it manifests. And for those people who've worked with me over the last least 30 years, they will all say, whatever I put on my dream board that came from my higher self manifested. So I need to keep doing them. 
So I need to keep connecting in that early time of the day with my hands palm up and say, do you have a message for me today? Oh no, but we don't. We forget. We draw it, put a dream board up, then hang some dirty laundry on the, on the, uh, on the door handle and go, hey magic dragon, look what I want. I want a shitty old house with dirty clothes hanging on the door handle. And it goes, well, you already got that. I'll just, I'll come back next year. Manifestation, manifestation. Okay, work, hard work and, and, uh, and struggling and living a life that's imprisoned by your own expectations and in the lower mind. Hard work is easy. Anybody can do that. Manifestation, that's an amazing, an amazing, an amazing experience. But it's a lifestyle. And that's what inner wealth's all about. Have a beautiful day.